You're listening to another 21 News Podcast. I am Melena Spiva. I have the pleasure of joining the mic with Michelle Edison. She's the Director of Health Equity Strategies and Initiatives with the Mahoning County Public Health. And we also have Erin Bishop. She's with Youngstown City Health District. Ladies, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I am great. I'm great. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for this conversation. We will be diving into the efforts to combat infant mortality. You guys can kind of just jump in where you see fit, but let's dive right in. My first question is how much of an issue is this, especially in our area? Do you want to take this or? No, I'll let you go. All right. So, uh, good morning or good afternoon. Yeah. Just you know, through the health department, been at working with infant mortality um, since 2012. Not that it wasn't an issue before then, but uh, we were really brought to the table as health departments, Mahoning County and Youngstown City, to combat infant mortality. When we were you know, brought to the table back in 2012, um, for black infant mortality, the state of Ohio was 50, or 49 out of 50 for places for um, the highest infant mortality um, for babies. And then for white infants, it was 45 out of 50. So we continue, we've gotten a little bit better. Um, we have definitely gotten better with our white infant mortality. But unfortunately, our black infant mortality has not gotten better. Um, we have just seen a, a gap more between the white and black infant mortality. Wow. What, what's the root? You both can kind of take this one. What do you guys think? What's the root of this? So there's a lot of complex uh, reasons why we see the disparities that we have in infant mortality. Uh, it is not just um, the access to health, right? When we think about things like social determinants of health or social conditions, so those indirect um, connections to health have a significant impact on our infant mortality rates here in Ohio and definitely in Mahoney County, but particularly they um, exacerbate those disparities that we see between uh, specifically black and white infants. Um, we think about things like uh, housing, right? That's an issue across the country, having safe, affordable, suitable housing. Um, but not just that, how do we get to the places that we need to go? So um, transportation access, which may not sound like it should have an impact on mortality. But when you add, when you continue to add um, barriers to positive health outcomes, barriers to being whole and reaching your potential, that really has um, the uh, ability to really impact um, our rates of infant mortality. And it's not just looking at the infant mortality rates. We want to look at also um, health of the pregnant person, the maternal and also the health of the community as a whole. All of those things play a factor in our race. And um, as Aaron said, we've been working on um, our infant mortality for 
10 years now and we have implemented uh, really great programs. Um, a lot of them though are more downstream. So they are impacting people when they are pregnant or after pregnancy. And because when we really look at it, we know that infant mortality is has systemic roots. Um, we want to also ascribe systemic solutions and not just programmatic solutions to this issue. And speaking of solutions, what uh, have we put in place to maybe slow this problem down? I know, uh, Aaron, you mentioned that it's getting better with whites, but what have we done in a whole uh, to, to slow this problem down? So I was just thinking back to the different programs, as Michelle mentioned, we do have great programs here. When you think about the care that we get in the state of Ohio, we have some of the top hospitals you know, for, for anybody. People come all around the world to come to our hospitals. So when you think about how are our babies not surviving to their first birthday, it kind of, kind of takes you back a little bit. So really, I'm just going to kind of list some of our programs that we've really been working on um, since 2012. And that would be, um, I think we looked at like the social, uh, the moms needing a social support system. So if you look at <clears throat> Mercy Health, we have Centering Pregnancy, where um, when a mom comes, they do almost like a group therapy while they're getting their appointments. And it's a really great concept where if you're, when you're a pregnant mom, you go to your appointment with like say six other women that are also there for their appointment. And then while you're kind of waiting, instead of waiting in the waiting room, you're actually waiting together, um, talking about a specific topic. You know, we have people come from here. They talk about car, anywhere from car seat safety to safe sleep, uh, breastfeeding, what you know, all the different topics they have. And so then you would get, you know, get called back to get your tummy checked and everything else, while everyone kind of waits and you know does like a little. I guess it is a support system. So we have that centering pregnancy. We also have our resource mothers. We have the Community Pathways Hub, which Michelle will talk about, probably about in more detail <laughs> as a program under her. And um, you know, so we have all these programs to help women before. Um, we have an Empowering Moms course that comes out of Mercy Health for the women like after, you know, have all the support before your pregnancy, during the pregnancy, but then what happened after? Well, um, Mercy Health has an Empowering Moms class where women can go, you know, up to think, maybe it could be up to two years, they have, they wait once a month, they talk, you know, they help, they give them um, daycare while they're there. They talk to other women, you know, things that they're having troubles with or just to get out and socialize. So I think we really tackled that part. And then we also did um, talking about, you know, some of our, the birth spacing, because we, we did see a, a correlation there with babies that were born too close in age. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we were trying to tackle that and do more education on that. Um, so I think that we've done um, talking about safe sleep because we do unfortunately still have babies that are dying before their first birthday because they are placed not um, properly in a crib on their back um, alone. And so, you know, we, we do a lot of that. We uh, went and talked to all our, our first responders all throughout the county to try to, you know, see because they sometimes get into the homes, how uh, we can you know, better that. So I think we covered so much as I look on all the great programs that we have done and now it's just you know tackling as Michelle said the social determinants of health that that we need to you know really tackle now because I think we've done a great job 
of, of being able to give the programmings that these women need. So the resources are there and it sounds like education um, is half the battle to, you know, combating this issue. But are there any barriers that uh, that's in your way? So I, w I would add to, um, as Erin said, we do have um, lots of programs to support um, pregnant people during their pregnancy and after. Um, but again, I would look at some of those broader strategies um, and how they play a role in whether or not we're able to really see significant uh, decrease in those infant mortality rates. So when you think about, um, I won't I won't call them barriers. I'll say opportunities. Okay. Um, looking at we have um, our county. Um, Fetal and Infant Mortality Review Council Board, um, led by Tracy Klika here at Mahoney County. And it's really helpful because as a group, and Erin and I are on that um, council, we look at some of the losses that we have in the community um, with our infants. And we try to determine how we as a community and that system can provide better support in the future so that that doesn't happen again. And I think what we've been seeing a lot of too is uh, this perhaps a lack of cultural congruency with the provision of services that could play a role in um, even understanding maybe some of the needs of our families as well. Um, I think also some of the other barriers to are um, just, we talk a lot about the programs, um, but sometimes we don't have the capacity or the resources to specifically um, issues like increasing capacity or having, um, as, you, as you mentioned earlier, education, even for those of us that are serving the community and working with the community to understand what their needs and goals are. Um, so I think those are, for me, just, just very quickly, some of the barriers that I see. Um, I think also making sure that we're really engaging the community. They really do have the solutions to these problems. They're living with them every day. Yeah. And just finding those ways to connect and not just um, ask them to the table, but empower them to create at the table and then invite us their table, I think, is one of the ways that we can really begin to tackle this. Yeah. Now, I know that there's so many people uh, in our state, I mean, even across the country, who live in unfortunate uh, areas who they deal with unfortunate situations, like you mentioned, you know, not having access to health or transportation. Um, but why is infant mortality worse here than other areas in the state? and country. Yeah, you know what, if we knew the answer to that, we would be so much closer <laughs> to uh, uh, getting the solved. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, it is mind boggling, right? When you mm -hmm. think about sort of the um, environment or situation in which you would assume that you would see higher infant mortality rates, I, we may not think that Ohio is on that list. And so um, that's why it really is going to take a dynamic approach to addressing this because there are so many factors um, involved. And, you know, we can't just pinpoint 
one thing. Um, but we are really, um, as Aaron said, for the past 10 years have been really working collaboratively to do what we can with the resources that we have to address this. I was initially hired here at the health department to start a completely new division called a Pathways Community Hub. We were um, and still are uh, received funding, um, some funding through the Ohio Commission on Minority Health to, to focus efforts on reducing black infant mortality. And one of the great things about this approach, this evidence-based nationally certified approach is that we're using community health workers to connect with our um, parents, our pregnant people, our maternal people. Um, our community health workers are fantastic. They come from the same neighborhoods. They have shared experiences with those that they serve. They know what the resources are. They know how to access them. So they act as that bridge between the client and providers and services and resources. Oftentimes they advocate for our clients as well. Um, and just helping them to take those steps to uh, gain progress in not just their health, but in their lives as a whole. What we also do here um, at the Pathways uh, Hub and at the health department is we take a lot of that information that the community health workers are getting as they're working with their clients. It's helping us to better understand what the landscape is, what the needs are, what the goals of the community um, are, and what are some of those um, barriers that you mentioned earlier might really be because maybe we need to shift our approach based on what the community is saying. We are fortunate to have um, some of the resources that we do have and the support that we have, even on the state level from the Ohio Department of Medicaid um, for our mortality um, initiatives through the Ohio Department of Health and as I said, for the Ohio Commission on Minority Health as well. And you, uh, yeah. As you hear, you know, Michelle saying that, and as she's just kind of listing all the things that community health workers do and the Pathways Hub, um, it does. I mean, when we sit at the table and we see the needle not moving, or if we see it moving in the wrong direction, we take it very personally. I mean, I look back, you know, in 10 years of been working on this, and to still see that disparity, it, it is mind boggling and it, it upsets you, you know what I mean? Because you really do, this is the work that you want, you want to see this change, you know? And I, I've seen it change in other communities and they celebrate and they should. And so I, we want to be one of those communities. And I don't think it's the lack of us not trying. It's just like, right. we're got to do it another way. And again, we're back at the table um, and just talking about, okay, let's try it this way. I mean, we're not going to just give up on this. We're not giving up on our moms and our babies, so we're going to continue um, to go down this other path and you know, working on the social determinants of health and bringing, as Michelle said, the women to our table and um, just hopefully that that needle move. Yeah. And Aaron, you mentioned you've seen the change in other communities and, you know, we celebrate that. Is there anything or a program that they put in place that you can look at it and say, hey, that worked for them. Maybe that'll work for us. 
Sure, I'd like to uh, jump in on that because I'm really excited to share about an initiative that we're involved in. It's called Queens Village. It is uh, an initiative out of Cradle Cincinnati, which is Cincinnati's infant mortality effort. Um, here we have uh, My Babies First as our infant mortality coalition. Queens Village and Cradle Cincinnati have, have achieved significant reductions in their black mortality, so much so that their model is being replicated across the country. And so we were actually awarded a, a spot in their um, national cohort. So myself and uh, colleague Cora Lewis, who's here at the health department, are on the Queens Village team. And in that approach, what they really set up is that they are uplifting and amplifying the voices of Black women. Because as I said earlier, the community really does have the solutions to this problem. And so what we're doing now is we are creating a board, sort of an executive board of our, our women in our community who are connected, who are of childbearing age, whether or not they have children, but either know people who have had children or have had them themselves, maybe they've experienced some challenges in that, and they're able to provide us with insight and guidance as really the experts in this. And then the next step with that, after we um, create our board, we will be um, inviting our um, um, Black women in our community to join the village. And that is, a, as Aaron mentioned earlier about social social support, another opportunity to engage women at every stage and every age to have that connection to share um, uh, successes, share challenges, to get resources and insight, and just to be in a safe space um, where really in some instances um, we can heal together. And so we're really excited about that um, and, and implementing that. We um, were awarded that um, so we're still going through the learning cohort with that. But um, right here in Ohio, we see um, a significant uh, approach to addressing infant mortality. So we're really fortunate and excited to be a part of that. Oh, that's I think great. too, Michelle, as you're talking about that, that's how lucky we are in the state of Ohio that we have each other to, you know, to support. Like, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. Okay, we see that, you know, Mahoney County still, you know, is still in need. So how can we help you you know what i mean and so that's when you know you were able to be a part of this so i think um, it not just being a mahoning county thing that we focus on or a youngstown thing it has really been the uh, whole state embracing each other and just trying to lift all our babies up you know what i mean so i, I have really just been so um so proud of this organization you're just being a part of the infant mortality and i will tell you i am on the um working with the governor's office. So we're gonna have uh, goals that the governor has set uh, and if they're not done yet, but one of the big things I kept telling as we were meeting um, throughout the state was that, listen, if we could tackle COVID-19 and we can make our numbers and we can save lives, you know, on this huge scale, like why can't we do this you know, simple as saving our babies? So I think, you know, in just being on that, it's like, if we could do if we could do COVID-19, we can easily <laughs> tackle infant mortality, right? So I think um, hopefully as soon as that information comes out, we'll be sharing it with all of you and then, you know, get down to it. And I think sometimes when you have like goals, you know, 
know, set goals that you want to to make um, like at a state level, and then you all work on it together. So we've just been very lucky in the state of Ohio to have been on this journey for the last 10 years. And, and we thank all of our people that have helped us. And like I said, um, Michelle, just talking about Queens Village excites me too, because, you know, it's something that I would, I remember learning about thinking that's wonderful. That'd be great to do it here. And to think that it is going to come here, you know, maybe a couple years later, but you know, it's when it's supposed to be. So like I said, just exciting. That is exciting. Uh, so the solutions are there. You have the resources, you're supported. So my question is getting women involved, making them realize that, you know, this is something that they need. They need education. Are they asking for it when it's too late? Is that the issue? So that's a really great question because I think um, at first glance, that may seem to be the issue. Um, but I think again, that it is much more complex than that. Um, and as Aaron mentioned about um, COVID and the pandemic, that's been a perfect example of the um, disconnect at times between the community and healthcare or the provision of um, health services, right? And so when we look at some of our um, approaches and how we interact with the community, as I said earlier, there there may be um, some opportunities for us to um, better engage with the folks who need our services and who we can really support. That's, again, one of the reasons why I um, love community health workers, because they know the community and they are known by the community. Yeah. So that really does help with some of those barriers. I think we wanna be cautious about shifting um, all of the responsibility on our community for those who are pregnant, um, because it also is um, really our responsibility as well to make sure that not only do we have the service support that they need, but that there is access and that it's appropriate and it's comparable to our uh, community's goals. Yes, we do have um, resources, but again, um, it is going to take a lot to address this issue. You know, um, um, Dr. Arthur James, who um, has been working on infant mortality here in Ohio and across the country for decades, you know, he shares in a lot of his um, presentations that in order for the black infant mortality to get to what the white infant mortality rate is today, it'll take like 50 years if we continue to progress at the same speed. Wow. 50 years, right? And that really isn't acceptable because infant mortality is is um, sort of a benchmark of the health of our whole community. And so what I would also add too, is that we don't just want to focus on infant mortality. It really is a symptom of a larger issue. We really do want to try to address some of those broader uh, opportunities that our communities have when we talk about things like health equity and racial justice, doing that here too in um, our effort um, that Aaron is also a part of called the um, Vibrant Valley Health Equity 
project. Uh, we are doing a, a multi-sector, multi-partner uh, approach to developing a comprehensive health equity strategic blueprint by which public and private partners can commit to work under work collectively so that we're ensuring that we are developing and creating an environment um, in a landscape that is healthful for everyone here um, and not just for some. Wow, great information. Is there anything uh, that you guys would like to add before I let you go? Are there, um, is there a website or somewhere we can learn more information about the different resources available uh, for our community? Absolutely. Um, of course, you uh, anyone can go to um, Youngstown City Health District's website. They can go to Mahoning County uh, Public Health website, mahoninghealth.org. Uh, if you go to my my babies first, that's the number one SP. Uh, you'll be able to get to um, another website that can connect you to those resources. Um, and so um, there, there's lots of ways, um, even with our individual programs. Uh, I think here in the near future, you will hear more about our efforts and, and we will be asking more of our community to um, really get involved, really help to steer um, the direction in which we're going so that we can really see some success. Awesome. Thank you so much, Michelle. Michelle Edison and Aaron Bishop with the Mahoney and Youngstown Health Districts. I know for a fact uh, with women like you two on the front lines of this, we're, we're hopeful we can move that needle in the right direction. So thank you both so much for all that you do for our community and for your time today. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You thank too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.